0: Podcast of New Poetry Reviews. I'm Benjamin Landry. Taken down from the bookshelf today is Foxwoman Get Out by India Lena Gonzalez, published by Boa Editions in September 2023. While experiencing India Lena Gonzalez's poem, We Are Old, Everything is Old, from her debut collection, Foxwoman Get Out, I felt as though I had fallen into a deep cut. The poem is separated into three scenes and the piece reads like a raw libretto for dance with stage directions, actions, motivations, speaking parts, an interior monologue jostling among two characters, the speaker and their twin, performing on stage. The performance, before an audience dubbed Suits, begins with a sort of Dada-esque pantomime of motherhood. Next we settle on our haunches, recalls the speaker, and take turns tapping each other on the third eye, until it turns into quite a whacking, as if to say, Wake the hell up, twin. This is life. It's time. After the show is over, after our fur is slick with sweat, the suits clap their manicured hands. We bow our skulls, softly. We ape out the same way we entered, nucular, overused. We tell the clapping suits, All good things grow, muchachitos. All good things grow the chaos of spectacle, the tension between comrade and combatant, the animalistic characterization evoking racist exploitation compounding the ordinary power dynamics of capitalist exploitation inherent in paid performance. All of these tensions reminded me of the dream scene nightmare, of the blindfolded boxing match in electrified carpet scramble before an audience of white patriarchs, a scarcely contained, would-be lynch mob menacing the first chapter of Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man. It's a bracing reference and an indication that González will not shy away from difficulty. In other poems such as, I'm a black 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 black, tan woman, González, who also acts, dances, and has a twin with whom she shares a middle name, confronts the difficulties of appreciation and objectification, othering, and the limitations of racial typecasting, Throughout, the speaker of these poems draws strength from the presence of the twin and from indigenous and Spanish cultural connections. The speaker calls upon her Spanish abuela, begins the whole collection with a Cherokee morning song, and travels to a Kiwa corn dance. In Una Parda, which is me, Gonzalez writes, I am a perpetual pardon. I limp into the room and you say, Foxwoman, get out, smudge it, and start again. I am naked and without clothing. I am the roasted house slave. I am the white man's leftovers. I am the highfalutin rape. Smudge it and start again. And later. I am a broke-down ship. La Nina. Smudge it and start again. Nobody is purebred anymore. I am precocious mutt. I know all about the small living quarters for tender-tribed people like me, the people with too many ancestors inside of us. We have now painted our living room. We chose the color of bloodied up hide. We chose us. Gonzalez's speaker is thoroughly, joyously mestiza, polymorphous, multilingual. In assuming the ruddy fur avatar of Fox she conspires to be, quote, someone's reddish brown love. The speaker may be tender, tribed, and vulnerable but the connections available to her through linguistic and intergenerational transformation render her, in a way, indestructible. When historical grief and expectation overwhelm, there is always the option to cleanse through ritual smoke, to smudge it and start again. This mythic power is most clearly elucidated in Fox Women Strikes Back, where the words stretch and leap across and down the page. It is true my power lies at dusk and dawn, between times, when spirit and world intersect, when bright and shade bend their backs. The men have gone hunting. They have mistaken me for prey, for wife. They have aimed their fine arrows in my direction. Thought me fox only, shot, found a dead bush, not this woman. I am building, shaping a new world creating the beginning again, but first death, first the old must go out. Foxwoman gives birth, and is, as a mother, reborn, adding, Unless man can understand the divinity of femininity inherent in themselves and others, they will suffer, the fractured pregnancy, the never giving birth, still, the carrying of all that weight. The generative power is essentially creative rather than strictly biological and it involves our abilities to conceive empathy and both imagine and bring to fruition a more sustainable world. The challenge, as Foxwoman sees it, in what also reads as poetry's instigating question is, quote, how to birth the formless into form and why. One way to birth the formless is by association. In Beluga, a poem about twinship spinning through English and Spanish, the speaker asks, Who goes first this time? Hermanita, siempre hemos sido ballenas, beluga. Pero que más sucede después? Yes, the poem affirms, the whale is our mammalian ancestor, closer to us than one might imagine. Perhaps more important than drawing the connection backward is asking where evolution will take us. Que más sucede después? As loose as this strewn poem appears on the page, none of its energy is wasted. Indeed, it seems to signal connections to González's other poems about dance through the echo between whales, ballenas, and dancers, bailarinas. The poem, looking in the mirror while trying on leotards, engages with the thorn of aestheticizing the body in the punishing art form of ballet. The objectification implied in looking is, thankfully, frustrated, if barely, by the temporal limitations of a necessarily impermanent dance. But if the ethics of dance do not entirely dispirit the dancer, the physical demand will exact its price. The painful absurdity is that the physical sacrifice pays out in service to dance that most abstract of abstractions. Another memorable dance poem is I Too Want to Eat the World, Gonzalez's homage to her former dance instructor and dance theater of Harlem founder, Arthur Mitchell. The world needs a strict black man to hold its hand, to hit its leg into the beat, to put you on your leg, to endure the turning, and in fifth position you only have one leg. So if that leg fails you, well, that leg better not fail you. From Mr. Mitchell I inherited, at a very young age, the knowledge of perfection. From Mr. Mitchell I understood how to make my body an arrow, to be shot out into the audience at just the right time. From Mitchell, it seems, Gonzalez got the chutzpah to spring across the page, and as well to write lines like, In a past life I was Kublai Khan, a whole tectonic plate. From Mitchell and her twin and her abuela and foxwoman, she inherited the gall to more than occasionally write in all caps when the spirit moves her. Bluster and bravado are necessary to both acting and dance as visualization for characterization and movement in art forms where, literally, the audience is moved by the skillful flexing of various muscles. Why do we need this poetry now? India Lina Gonzalez's Fox Women Get Out pulses with energy and ambition. It reminds us that our connections to the past need not be merely elegiac but can sustain us in creating new forms and approaches, allowing us to live freely and fiercely. When I finished Gonzales's collection, I must admit, I didn't want Fox Foxwomen to go anywhere. But if she must get out, escape being essential to her nature, I hope that she will continue to send us baffling postcards from beyond our galaxy. That's it for this episode of First Curious. Much gratitude to Debra Sidel for our theme music, with production assistance from Ryan Miller. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, and consider donating via the button on the Verse Curious Red Circle homepage with my thanks in advance. See you next time.